broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Stolen Droids Podcast, episode number 246. I'm Zoner. I'm Zook. We had a Schmidt. He got lost. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing, too, because there he was, and, you know, it's kind of like you're at the mall, and you hold in your kid's hand, and the second you let go of your kid's hand and turn around to look at the Star Wars toys, they're gone. Yeah. Uh, uh, public service announcement, truly, this holiday season, keep an eye on your Schmidt. You know, they get lost in the mall. It's real easy for them to go missing. Just saying. Um, Colin is dead. I don't know. Maybe he got ran over by, by a reindeer. A reindeer. <laughs> Yes, it happens. It does. Uh, more frequently than you might think. They're mean, reindeer are. <laughs> That's awesome. We're brought to you by our friends over at uh, 4814 Web Hosting, TrekRadio.net, CryptonRadio.com, OpenBook Audio, Radio KSCR, and Eagle Moss Limited, and Stitcher.com. And by copious amounts of caffeine. Yes. Right now, caffeine. Huzzah. Yeah. And vitamin B. I've got like 12,000% of my daily allotment of vitamin B in me right now. He can now see through time. I I hear color. <laughs> I can taste odors. No, that makes sense. You actually can taste odors. Never mind. I can't. Oh, I got to tell you. So it's been established that I have like no sense of smell. I think we've talked about that on this show before. I was in Walmart the other day picking up something, which that's generally a mistake. I hate going to Walmart. But it's close to my house, and I was in a hurry, so I, I went there. And I was walking next to this lady, and the air around her was the most foul taste I have ever experienced. I just want I, – I picture in my mind here you getting close to this woman, tasting the air around her. And I'm pretty sure that she had a similar funny story about you. <laughs> that, that could be true. That could be true. But it's funny because I was with my wife, and – I asked her, I said, does that lady smell bad? And she said, yeah, she does. I said, I can taste it. That's how bad she smelled. I could taste how bad she smelled. And I could taste that taste for about 30 minutes after I encountered her. It was awful. Absolutely awful. There is so much awkward in this conversation that, I don't know, I I don't quite know how to categorize this one. It's just... I mean, we could just go totally, like, inappropriate, but I'm not going to. Um, so we have no feedback. Because that's kind of gross. But I'm sure we will after that. Um, let's go right into Walmart <laughs> news. How's that? Yay, Walmart. Yeah. I mean, boo. So, um, yeah, interesting week. We had some tech headlines, some that aren't. Uh, and our first headline comes from Walmart, which was not planned, but, hey, we'll go with it. So... Everyone's coming out with their own tap-to-pay solutions, right? We've got Apple Pay, Android Pay, S- Samsung Pay. LG Pay, Currency, Google Wallet. Microsoft is still working on theirs. Walmart decided to get on board, and they're working on a tap-to-pay that will allow you to use Walmart funds to pay for Walmart things at Walmart. Seems kind of incestuous, but given Walmart, it's kind of appropriate. <laughs> uh, 
here's a here's a, a legitimate question, people. Why not just use money? Because money means you have to carry money. And if you use a card, then you have to carry that card. But if you have a phone that is capable of tap to pay, then no, you don't. You've already figured out how to circumvent those two problems. Now, I remember a few years ago when ISIS came uh, out, uh, the, the mobile wallet, not the terrorist organization. And I was in Jamba Juice getting a free Jamba Juice using ISIS. And they, the guy mentioned how people are just coming in with their phone. They carry their driver's license and their phone, and that's it. Because they don't need to carry money or anything else at this point. They just use their phone for tap to pay. And I think maybe people are trying to go to that, which is why they wouldn't carry money. I don't know. Maybe it's it's his thought. Well, see, and I would get that, except for the fact that we're running into a problem by having too much granularity with all this mobile payment option. Okay, you remember back in the day when we all used to say that cable companies should offer us an a la carte option? We're like, hey, that would be great. Only needing to pay for the things we needed to pay for instead of having just one overall program. Yeah. And then we realized just recently, no, that's a horrible, horrible idea because now we have a la carte options for everything and it's become more complex and more expensive. And I feel that's where we're going to go with mobile payments. See, I like a la carte though because I only pay for what I want. And if it means I have to be inconvenienced by having it a little more complicated, I'm okay with that. But it's not just more complicated. It also costs more. If you compare, not, not in my experience, but if you I, I can see how it would. A Hulu plus an Amazon plus a Netflix plus you know what other HBO Go. If you have all those different services just to get the shows that you want, you have spent more right there than a basic cable plan. Now, granted, if you just download everything, then you've spent a lot less. But <laughs> but it's the same True. idea with the whole mobile wallet thing. Oh, I'll use this mobile wallet when I'm at Starbucks. And when I'm over here at Walmart, I'll use that mobile payment. And when I'm at Rite Aid, I'll use that one. And when I'm at this store, I'll use this one. No, I'm sorry, people. Android and Apple had the right idea when it was simply, here's Apple Pay on iPhones and here's Android Pay on Android. Look how easy that is. Isn't that amazing? Except Android Pay doesn't work. Have you got it to work yet? No, it stopped working on me, actually. It finally let me add my card, and then it promptly told me it couldn't work. Yeah, that's kind of what happened with me. I could add my card from Google Wallet, and then it said, ha-ha, just kidding. You can't use it. You can add it, but you can't use it. Yeah, and then I tried using my Google Wallet card, and it didn't let me use that either. The physical card. Yeah, they're hurtful. Yeah. It's just mean. Um... I don't know, Walmart. I'm not really sure what you're thinking there, um, but okay. Is this like the cool thing to do right now? It seems to be. Wh- yeah, is, is that why everybody is doing this? Because it's the cool thing. Everybody wants to sit at the cool kids table at lunch. And so Walmart's like trying to get their place there. And everyone else is like, who's the freaking redneck with three teeth? Every company does this, and they always keep going through it, and it's kind of odd. I used to work for Discover Card back in the day, way back in the day. I used to work for them, and I learned very quickly that the first six digits of every credit card you have, every number you have, will tell you everything you need to know about that card. Yep. Um, If it's a six, it's a Discover Card. If it's a a three, it's a MasterCard. If it's a four, it's a Visa. Um, If it's 15 digits, it's an American Express. 
Um, but even within that, then you keep going and in the first six digits, it'll tell you what kind of visa or what kind of MasterCard or, and the discover cards were really interesting because they sold, um, their card numbers to different stores. So you could get a store credit card that started with the six and it was really used for that store. It was credit for that store. And it was kind of like this interesting thing I noticed where stores saw, oh, hey, look, this technology is available. It allows me to get a credit card number. I should start doing that now. Yeah. And it it, it didn't work. Newsflash. Here we are 15 years later. It didn't work. And now mobile payments seem to be that, that new bright ray for them. Oh, hey, look, it's that easy to set up. I should do that. No. I don't know why this is hard for you to understand, but no, you shouldn't. You should just make taking money from other sources easier, not worrying about becoming your own source. Yeah. Nothing is more infuriating than going up to the front of the line with my NFC-enabled phone, tapping it, and it doesn't work. You should be more concerned about taking money any way I'm willing to give it. It's actually gotten to the point where I don't even try anymore. Yeah, I, I if I'm like in the self checkout at two a.m. and there's nobody there, then yeah, I may give it a go. But for the most part, I don't even try it anymore because I'm fairly certain it's just going to fail and I'm going to be humiliated. People are going to think, "Oh, his credit card doesn't work. He has no money." Ha ha ha. Well, yeah, I have no money because I got four kids. But either that or hey, look at this idiot smashing his phone into the check stand. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they think that too, and that's just the cashier. Uh, now, um, it's not in our headlines, but something else happened this week in terms of mobile payment. Google updated the Google Wallet app, and it was kind of interesting. Uh, this is the app for Android. That in the change log it says very first thing: "We've listened to you and all your feedback. We've brought back these features you've been missing." And I'm thinking, "Oh, finally, it's going to work again." No, the feature they brought back is the ability to manually lock the wallet. <laughs> I'm so glad they're listening because that's the one thing I've been complaining about more than anything is I just want to manually lock it. No, no. It, sorry. I'm sorry, Google. Points for trying. I appreciate you working on that and you did a great job. I don't want to, I don't want to naysay about that, but that's not actually the feature many people were wanting. I think more people just wanted the thing to work. Now, you just got me interested here and I, I went into Google Wallet app in the Play Store and there was a link down at the bottom that took me to Android Pay. And I'm looking at their change log. I see you gave them a one-star review, by the way. That's awesome. Yeah, um, I was not kind either. Every time you use Android Pay this holiday, we'll give $1 to support special education projects up to $1 million. Well, that would be nice if I could like actually help with that, because I'd love to contribute to something like that. But Google, they're they're tricky. They know that if their app doesn't work, they don't need to pay up to a million dollars. Yeah, I'm not really sure what's happening here in this world of, of, of mobile payments. And it really kind of weirds me out that Apple's got it down the best. That That is surprising because they're the kind of the new kids on the block. Well, it, and as much as we mock them for the whole it just works motif, I'm sorry, when it comes to Apple Pay, it does just work. Just like paying with Google Wallet used to just work. Well, and you know, it's interesting too because 
I've noticed a lot of retailers have got the Apple Pay card readers. There's no Google branding anywhere. It's all Apple. That Which surprises me that Apple yeah. has been able to just kind of swoop in. And, I mean, Android's been doing NFC payments for years. Yeah, years and years. That has more to do with uh, business politics and whatnot. Businesses not yeah. wanting to pay certain fees. Apple willing to waive fees for them to do it. If, if anyone out there in podcast land ever notices an NFC reader, especially at gas pumps, I see this a lot, and the lights aren't flashing, they're not blinking, there's just like one steady light and that's it. It's probably because they have disabled the card reader because they don't want to have to pay the fee to do mobile payments like that. Interesting little thing I picked up. Annoying. I did not know that. Yeah. So a lot of gas stations here in Utah all have that. It's quite frustrating. Um, let's go into more money news. Bitcoin. This one's really weird to me. Not because it's uh, something that came out of the blue, but it turns out, and this is something I didn't understand, that Bitcoin is a mystery. No one knows who made it. Yeah, it's, yeah. That, that's, that's it's bizarre. An enigma. Yeah. Well, pe- people don't understand it anyways. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I barely even kind of could say that I sort of understand it. I mean, that's how much i don't understand it and it makes sense if it was created by a mystery man if nobody if you don't understand the creator how can you understand the thing now um it was made by satoshi nakamoto which i thought was the name of the developer who first created it that's that was kind of the reason for my confusion i thought that was the name of the person who made it no it's a pseudonym that's like an alias of a person no one actually knew who really made it well okay so why does anyone care I'm still looking for that, but the whole reason this has come to a head this week is because um, police believe that they have figured out who it was, and they raided the person's home. Yeah, I can understand why somebody would want to remain anonymous if they happened to come up with a currency that was threatening every major global currency. I could, I could understand that. I I don't think I'd want people knowing who I was either. Yeah. But yeah, this is I and I I really don't understand why why they're after this guy, why they got this guy. It just it, it doesn't make sense. A lot of this doesn't make sense. Yeah, and, and, and the news, and this is from VentureBeat, they can't even really explain why either. It says, uncovering Nakamoto's real identity would be significant, not just to solving a long-standing riddle, but for the future of the world's most commonly used virtual currency. I'm sorry, nothing in that description right there explains why police need to raid a home. Hey, can you solve this riddle yeah. for us? <laughs> I would have to say that it's slightly on the over uh, overreacting scale right there, but there might be something more. There probably is something more. They're simply not telling us. Yeah, I mean, my first thought here is tax evasion or something, but I mean, raiding homes, that's kind of a, a U.S. IRS thing. I didn't know Australia was down with that as well if it was if it was tax evasion, but I mean, I, yeah, that's just, I I don't understand this. Yeah. 
I don't understand this. A lot of people are going, well, it's so we can identify and better understand this cryptocurrency. Why? Why does that matter? When I was a kid, we used freaking pogs as a currency. It didn't matter if we didn't know where they came from or who developed them or why. The fact that someone assigns a worth to it and then they use it as currency, that's all you need to know. That's how currency works. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting, too, because talking about why and what he did, one of the commenters on this article says 90% of people would not even understand why they're arresting him. You don't need to be explained. You don't need to understand. You will just be informed that he was a wrongdoer and that's it. Case closed. Go back to work, watch TV, or surf the internet. I, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm happy to see that we're not the only ones who don't get it. Yeah. Hey. Um, also not getting it uh, regarding money. Yahoo. This has been a long-going story. We, we've brought this up in months past. Um, Marissa Meyer. CEO of Yahoo, most powerful woman in the tech world, um, quite the looker, not that that has anything to do with it. Um, <laughs> well, I don't want to sound sexist, you know, not everything comes back to her look, but she is, she's a nice looker. Um, Schmitty, um, uh, Squishy and I saw her at CES a couple of years ago when they launched uh, the tech magazine, the food magazine, Yahoo TV Um Really, really dynamic CEO. Really has done a lot of great things for Yahoo. Well, some of her shareholders are saying she hasn't done enough. And there is a movement within the shareholders to fire her and spin off Yahoo and become a holding company for Alibaba. Is it Alibaba Chinese company? Yes. Chinese e-commerce? It's an e-commerce company. Evidently, these investors, who I would like to probably venture are probably Chinese, um, believe that the Yahoo brand is so weak, it should just be left to die, and they should just become a holding company for this other corporation, and that's all they should do. Here's the problem. See, um, if she is let go for any reason that's not her fault, which would include a power change uh, due to reorganization, she gets a severance package. Her se- and it's going to be a big one. Her severance package, uh, let's see here. 31, uh, no, I, $31 billion is not it. I, I thought I saw $138 million. Yeah, Is I, that it? I saw it here somewhere, and I don't see it anymore. I think, they changed the, uh, I think they changed the article since we last saw it. Anyway, her severance package would be more than she would have made in like a decade. It's an insane amount of money and shares. And if... If the investors really want to get rid of her, and to be honest, this group of investors have been wanting to get rid of her since the beginning, they better be leaving with her, because after that, Yahoo's not going to have any money left. Well, and I think she has actually done a pretty good job as as head of Yahoo. And it kind of disgusts me that she is as successful as she is just because of the fact that she's younger than I am. And it makes me question what I've done with my life. Yeah, I, I, I made some <laughs> wrong choices. Uh, yeah, here it is. Uh, Marissa Meyer's severance package could reach $110 million. Okay, so I was sort of close. Sort of. Yeah. 
it, it's kind of insane. And I'm, I'm, I like this awkward silence. It well, I, I'm reading through awesome. uh, some other financial news here. And they're trying to say how much the uh, the value of the business is. And, and some people are trying to say the value is now negative $13 billion. I'm like, no, that's, that's, I, I think you are misunderstanding what value means. <laughs> I have a wild idea. If you're a shareholder of Yahoo Tech and you really hate the direction it's going in that much, why don't you sell your shares? I think that's a great idea. I think that is a great idea. Well, we could really use a financial person to explain why they may not do that. But it really it 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 honestly sounds like some kind of corporate espionage from the Chinese. And maybe this is me putting my tinfoil hat on. Okay, it sounds like the Chinese government trying to inflate the value of a Chinese e-commerce company of which Yahoo currently holds ownership over, in order to spin it off into a private company that only has Yahoo as a holdings. That way, the government could then take over all of Alibaba, and it would become another state-owned corporation. Now, you just sound like me, Zook. You really do, because that's exactly what I would think I is can going almost on. hear Ruff's eye twitching, <laughs> wondering how on earth I managed to string that set of words together. Because I don't even know if what I said even makes sense. But it, it, it sounds like it's just some dumb conspiracy for people who don't actually care about making money. Just saying. Yeah, it, it does. It's like some... Um corporate espionage thriller film and since it's china it would be like full of really bad kung fu and possibly Jet Li, directed by john woo there's going to be a a dove flying through an open door at some point yeah. uh, um okay let's switch gears here let's go back into tech um samsung samsung is quote-unquote getting into self-driving cars you know, I heard this, and my first thought was, Asians are stereotypically bad drivers. Do we really want them programming our cars to drive by themselves? Yeah. Um, well, and and this this article comes from Engadget, and they start off with the, it's too soon to crack wise that Apple will design a self-driving car and Samsung will build it. But that is what it seems is happening here. I have a question for them. Why? They do everything else. My fridge is a Samsung. Well, sure, but I'd like to point out to these companies, there's only one tech company that actually makes self-driving cars, and they're not on market yet. It's Google. Yeah. So I kind of get the feeling this is just sort of a me too. It's a me too they've been talking about for years. Apple's been talking about it since I want to say 2012, maybe. Samsung's been talking about it since 2013. LG already makes components that go into electric cars. Um, but there's no huge demand for them yet. They're not even legal in most places yet. True. True. I think I think you are right when you say this is kind of a me too thing. But when you're this new in a technology, everyone is me too. If if you're not the guy who thought of it, everyone else is me too. Oh, Google's doing it. We can do that too. Oh, Apple is doing it. Why can't we? You know, I 
I think that that's just kind of the nature of of the environment in which we live. However, yeah, there is no demand for self-driving cars. I think they're just trying to get in front of the curve here so that when they do become legal, Google doesn't have a monopoly on the market. I'd like to announce that Stolen Droids is currently working on a self-driving electric vehicle. We're only slightly behind Samsung in that we announced after they did. But really, that means that in terms of the world, it's Google, Apple, Samsung, Stolen Droids. I like that. Schmitty's a good programmer. Yeah, I'm sure he could program a self-driving car. We'll give him a weekend to do it. And Colin can be our our, our um, crash test dummy. Our crash test dummy, because I mean the dude dies like on a biweekly basis. Maybe I don't think he's Canadian though. <laughs> I got that '90s joke for you kids out there. Yeah, yeah, that um, was awesome. So, I appreciate that. Thank you. So yeah, I, I I think this is a case of me too. I don't think anyone is actually making a self-driving car except Google because Google is made by mad scientists. Truly, um, how long until Google comes out with like Frankenstein monster type deal? I don't. You ca- think they've already done one, and it would just have like a cyborg brain in it because they probably already have one. They're just really working on getting your Google account to sync with it. Because if it if it can't do that, then what's the point? That's a good point. Yeah, that is true. Um, into some Christmas ideas. You know what? You shouldn't buy anyone an Apple Watch for a lot of reasons. Yeah, not least of which is the fact that the Apple Watch Two, which was first talked about, like oh, when was that? September? Was it earlier than that? Was it their fall conference or was it their spring one? I don't know. It, it seems like it just came out though. Well, the Apple Watch 2, they've been talking about it for a while, and they finally have word that it will be released in March of 2016, which oh, means right. if you have uh, the idea of buying someone an Apple Watch for Christmas this year, don't. Not least of which because it'll bankrupt you and burn them, uh, but also because <laughs> the upgraded bankrupting burn device will be coming out in three months. I saw something that said that the Apple Watch is probably going to be dropping in price significantly before christmas so they are trying to clear out stock yeah i wonder how many how much stock they do have like are are we talking like blackberry playbook stock here i highly doubt that apple is actually really good at moving stock where needed i've only seen them once have too much stock and i want to say it was the iphone 3gs it was so popular, it sold out. It was so popular, it sold out again. It was so popular, they made a third or fourth order. And that was when the market finally became saturated and they were left with a whole bunch of extra. So they started selling it alongside the iPhone 4. So you could buy an iPhone 4 or an iPhone 3GS for like 50 bucks. Yeah. You know, so they still got rid of them. It was amazing. Yahoo, uh, sorry, not Yahoo, uh, Apple, for all the, the flack we give them, they are really good at figuring out their supply chains and figuring out their stock. They do not have that problem. And that's that why they true. make money. Well, you have to. You know, if if you're going to be that successful, you've you've got to be able to manage your supply chain. Mm-hmm. And, and they do do that well. Um, You know what else is blowing up this holiday season? I, I there's so many options samsung phones um 
Apple Watches. I, I don't even know where to go. How about those stupid hoverboards? <laughs> they're not hoverboards. They touch the ground. It bothers me when people know, call them hoverboards. I know. They're called hoverboards. And if you haven't seen them, you're better off for it. But they're those stupid Segway-like things that have a wheel on either side and a balancing platform in the middle. And you can roll forward or roll back or spin around. And they're just all the rage right now. And I cannot for the life of me understand why. You look like an idiot on them. Well, segues were the same way. Segways make sense for certain things. For instance... Like mall cops? Mall cops, sure. Warehouse workers. When you need to move around a, a large complex on a regular basis, it makes sense. Construction zones. You know, those things... Where having a golf cart would normally make sense, but maybe you don't have room for one. Sure, a Segway makes sense. These things don't. They move so incredibly slowly. They're incredibly unsafe. And evidently, they will explode and kill your family. I'm just glad one didn't explode at Salt Lake Comic Con in September. Take out John, John Barrowman. Yeah, John Barrowman was riding those things hard. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on. Phrasing's on her. Phrasing. Yeah. I realized what I said as I, as I was saying it. I like I, to point out I that chose- he was riding it hard while eating a banana. I chose not to stop myself, so... Anywho, um, so, there have been reports, um, one, I think two, actually, out of Alabama. One guy uh, bought his, and three days later, he was riding it in his uh, driveway, and all of a sudden, sparks flew everywhere, and it caught fire and burst into flames. Well, it's Alabama. Okay, what are we going to do? It's Alabama. Well, then I'm just glad he wasn't wearing a seatbelt, because that could have ended in tragedy. He was probably immunized, though. Um, yeah. Sorry, throwback uh, joke to something we were talking about before we recorded. Um, then a second one happened where a family had bought their 12-year-old one of these, and he rode it around for a little bit, uh, killed the battery, plugged it in to charge it back up. It exploded and set fire to the family home, destroying it. That's a bad day. Okay, that's a little bit more interesting, but still Alabama. Maybe it's just, you know, they're just trying to make news. No, video has come out this week of one of those uh, kiosks in the mall that has them blowing up. It's throwing fire everywhere, and employees from the mall everywhere trying to hit it with uh, fire extinguishers. And even after it's coated in fire retardant, it's still throwing out sparks and catching fire and exploding again. Um, it's it's quite dramatic, not least of which is the fact that there's a baby stroller right in front of the thing, and no one seems to move that. I don't... <laughs> Have you seen the video? It's kind of weird. I'm assuming someone it, moved yeah. the baby. Let's hope. Let's hope. I'm like, well, I, I get it. You're, you're concerned about putting that out, but maybe you should move the baby. Yeah, I actually saw something. I think it was either Delta or American Airlines after this video surfaced. They're like, yeah, that's why we don't allow those things on our planes. Well, and what's really funny is the fact that, uh, okay, so the first one in Alabama, the guy was riding it. Okay, maybe there's something wrong with riding it. The second one, they were in Alabama, the kid was charging it. Okay, maybe there's a problem in the charging system. This third one, it was just sitting there. No one was touching it. It wasn't plugged in. The salesperson was showing someone else on another unit how to ride it. 
and this thing just straight up explodes. So if I had to guess, this is going to sound like the rag on China episode, but this part is confirmed. A lot of these units are built very cheaply in China. Now, the one thing, like, I'll buy Chinese whatever. I don't actually care. SD cards? Sure. Cell phones? Sure. I don't care. But there's avoid their tablets though, because yeah, there's one. I've had thing, experiences. There's one thing that, when made in China, I really, really worry about, and it's batteries. The, because they have a history of exploding. Yeah, I don't know what. No, I know exactly what it is. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to play coy. It's because they usually just make them very cheap. They, they skimp out on materials. They skimp out on labor. They do whatever they can to drive the cost of manufacturing down, so they can get higher profit. But Chinese batteries are oftentimes, they're, they're either very good or they explode and kill you. And it's a 50-50 chance on which one you're going to get. Yeah. And these things seem to be falling victim to it quite frequently. So, yeah. so here's a, a stolen droid's top tip. Don't get these stupid hoverboards. Not least of which because they don't hover, so... Why would you? Not least of which because you'd look like an absolute tool riding around on one. And also not least of which because it will blow up and kill you. I mean, I think those are th- three pretty good strikes against it. That's a good argument, yeah. You know, if, if not because of one or even two, because of all three of those things. You know, the death thing generally causes me to shy away from things. And I have a really bad, like, irrational fear. Of dying? Of dying. De- Dying by way of being burned alive. Yeah, and even if you don't agree with me and you think I'm being harsh by saying you look like an idiot on one, the the first two points, or the other two points, still hold true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, death by fire, not cool. I, I also worry about being hit by a sniper's bullet as I'm traveling from my car to my destination indoors. Wherever that may be. You know, the way you worded that sounded really odd, like someone throwing it at you. (laughs) Yeah, they just throw a big old sniper bullet at me. Ow, what'd you do that for? Yeah, No, I don't know where that fear comes from. Like a sniper shooting you on your way between the car and heading inside. Yeah, see, that's a better way to word it, because death by sniper bullet as I'm traveling makes it sound like the, the bullet could be standing still and you like tripped over it and die i also i also have a fear that somebody's going to run me down with their vehicle and i'm afraid of midgets look i've just bore my soul for the internet clowns i hate clowns and open water <laughs> everyone hates clowns so that's, so, that's... so like clown sharks are the worst <laughs> <laughs> oh they've got their face paint on with their teeth and swimming and hey you know what else is really dumb other than just weird hoverboards that don't hover i i don't i don't know where you're going with this one how about star wars phones (laughs) hey you can get a star wars phone from verizon it's a droid even the Droid Turbo 2 is now available, and you can get one of five different Star Wars versions, which basically means you get a colored back and a wallpaper. 
here's what I'm confused by. Now, I love Star Wars. Maybe not as much as Honor. You know, I'm not saying I'm the ultimate Star Wars fan out there. There's a lot of people who love Star Wars. It's freaking Star Wars. Okay? Yep. But why do we need a special phone from Verizon just for Star Wars, especially when the only thing that they've made special about it is the back of it? It's kind of like HP right now has a special edition Star Wars laptop. And all that's different about it is that there's a Star Wars decal on the lid. And I'm trying to think, Uh, these don't seem like special editions. Why would I buy a laptop just because it has a decal? I could make my own decal. Well, why don't you then and sell your laptop as a special Star Wars edition for twice what you paid? I I probably could, even though it's like seven years old. Um, I don't know. I, I understand why people used to do this, like with the when the prequels came out. But I think in this day, I mean, we've seen it now. We've been to Comic-Con, Salt Lake Comic-Con, three times. Yeah, three times. Um, we've been to Fanex multiple times. And we've seen what people can do now. Cosplayers, crafters. Um, people have 3D printers now. People have vinyl printers. They can do anything. The whole era of the DIY geek is just insane. With very little work or effort, you can make nearly anything you want. And if you truly don't want to do that yourself, you have things like eBay, Amazon, Etsy. You have all these different storefronts where other people are willing to do it for you and sell it to you. Why would anyone think that Verizon bringing out a special edition white phone with the BB-8 wallpaper is going to make people go out and pick up a phone? Because it's Star Wars. It's BB-8. How many nerds do you think are going to get the brown version that's got the Ray wallpaper just because they think Daisy Ridley's hot? Um, hey, I have a wild idea. Google Daisy Ridley. Yep. And spray paint your phone brown. It doesn't even have to be a droid. It doesn't. Of course, then you may be copyright infringing. But hey, let's not talk about that. Oh, who cares about something like that? Hey... Did you see that picture of the the Star Wars figure that was released on the internet? Some people bought it at a Toys R Us in New York or something. And it had a, a spoiler with one of the characters on it. And figure was not supposed to be released yet. They posted the picture on the internet. Disney has issued a, what is it, DCMA notice saying, you need to take this down. It's copyrighted by us. That's just, I mean. So you never know with the phone. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah, you just sent me that image of that clown. Clown. I hate you. Clown shark. Forever. I hate you forever for that one. Is that our featured image for this episode? I think so. It's a clown shark. You all have been warned, although you'll see it before you receive this warning. (laughs) Worst warning (laughs) ever. I, I want I want to hear from people. You. Feedback at stolendroids.com. Would you go out of your way to buy a device just because it is themed a certain way? I mean, uh, l- l- there are other examples of it other than the droid, okay? The Xbox has, I think, like 20 different special edition versions. There's the Forza special edition Xbox One. There's the Halo Xbox One. There's there's all sorts of different ones. And PlayStation 4s. Would you go out of your way 
to buy one of those just because it's themed, assuming you already have it? Actually, you know, answer if you already have it and if you don't. I'm, I'm really interested. Now, like in the case of the Xbox, though, I mean, like, what was it? The 360 had the R2-D2 and the C-3PO themes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know I Schmitty mean, had a Halo 3 edition of Xbox 360, but it, he also got that one because it also came with a much larger hard drive. It had, like, enhanced capabilities. Yeah, I mean, I would totally go for something like that, but, I mean, I'm a collector of that particular genre. These phones, there's not enough there. To, I mean, it doesn't even say Star Wars on it. It's a flipping wallpaper and a colored back. That's all you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. I need to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's stick with some phone news, shall we? Um, so, Cortana. Oh, shoot, I have to be careful about what I say now because now my laptop and my phone will activate. Yes, Cortana is all over the place now. Um, she was originally in beta on iOS and Android. She has been released to the wild. I installed her today. I know, I keep calling her Herc. It's hard not to. And uh, The character is a female, so... And she works. She works on Android. Now, people have given uh, really low ratings on the Play Store. A couple stars. Can't even ask her any questions. She doesn't answer anything. She just opens up a web page. I don't know what these people are smoking. It works fine on my phone, and my phone doesn't work half the time. So, as best I can tell, she works just as well on Android as she does on my Windows tablet and my Windows laptop. Cooler feature. If you have a Windows 10 device and you sign into it with the same login you sign into it on your Android, if, uh, say, for instance, I'm on my Windows 10 laptop right now and Zoner gives me a call and I let it go to voicemail, I will get a Windows 10 notification on my laptop that I've missed a call from Zoner and I can either dismiss it or I can text a reply back. And I, if I click on text to reply, my computer will send the notification through my phone back to Zoner. That is pretty cool. It, it's all the best features of Push Bullet, which we've talked about in, on the show in the past, um, but built into Windows 10. It's quite cool. And Push Bullet has recently made some enemies. Yeah, well, they're charging money now, so they're not free anymore. The only problem I have is, is and this is why I'm kind of surprised it hasn't popped up on me yet, is that Cortana's voice activation feature is now going crazy on me all the time. On my laptop, on my phone, and on my tablet, because they're all listening. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's like when I walk into a room where my kids all have their phones out. If I say okay, all of a sudden all their screens go to the, go to the Google Now homepage. What's it's really awesome. interesting is the fact that Cortana's... Oh, spoiler alert, everyone. Stop listening for the next 45 seconds. Um, Cortana's the bad guy in halo 5 oh man you just i can't walk away from the spoilers but thanks just saying it's kind of weird <laughs> now how does cortana compare to google now good or question because you've used both i've used all of them i haven't used siri for a little while um she was the first and she was quite good for having nothing out there in the past. However, she has fallen far behind. Cortana has spunk. She has a lot of energy. I know that sounds stupid. I realize how dumb that sounds. 
you got to use her for a little while to see what I mean, though. And when I say use her, I don't mean just like open it up, say, oh, well, that's dumb and, and delete it. I mean, actually interact with her for like a week. And it's that personality that Microsoft went a great, uh, great deal of work into. They put a great deal of work into making her sound like an actual assistant that makes her so much easier to use. Google can get a lot of the same information, more in some cases, um, and is much better at proactively telling you things. Hey, you you got to leave now because you have this coming up. You know, it's it's kind of like a difference of two different personal assistants, where one is leading you by a leash. That's Google, and isn't being also nice about it because uh, there's no personality to it. Versus Cortana who lets you lead, but she's always right there with you to give you quick tips and helpful information and to help you in that decision. So in that way, it's kind of like, do you want a tour guide or do you want an assistant? Interesting. I I like that comparison. Now, is it possible? I haven't tried this yet. I was thinking of trying Cortana out, giving her a spin around the block. Um, Is it possible to run both like Google Now and Cortana at the same time, or that's what I'm doing? Kill the other? No, that's what I'm doing right now. They working okay? Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, and from my home screen, I can either say Cortana's activation phrase, or I can say Google's activation phrase, and it'll open either or. It's kind of uh, trippy. That's that's cool. Now, I think that this is really cool as well. In that Cortana is actually baked into Cyanogen. 12.1.1 12.1.1 yeah that's going to be coming over the air later this month i think that's awesome it's beyond awesome it's super awesome so yeah there's that so for those of you who like to run the cyanogen mod os you got that to look forward to as well mm-hmm. um also in mobile news mozilla who has been working on the firefox os for phones has decided to kill it did this ever really get started? I remember briefly talking about it a while ago, but it just kind of, I don't recall really hearing anything about it after that. Well, everyone, it, it was going to be like the Ubuntu phone, okay, where everyone's like, oh yeah, this is going to be awesome, and this is what it's like, and everyone wants this, and isn't it going to be great, but it never goes anywhere. And the hardcore fans are constantly going on about how awesome it's going to be, and how much better uh, they're just working on a few different things. Oh, but this person, it's all a bunch of excuses. Uh, I'm sounding very cynical tonight, and I apologize for that, but it is kind of where these projects go in the end. And, yeah, it's like that. I installed the Firefox OS launcher a few weeks ago onto my phone, and I want to say I described it as the jitterbug of smartphones. It was horrible. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, from what I understand, it was only meant for phones that were in the $100 and sub $100 market, so obviously it wasn't meant for incredible performance or whatnot or or high-end phones, but, I mean, let's be honest, it was, I mean, we're talking bad. Yeah. So. That's wonderful. I love that. That makes me happy to hear you say that, the jitterbug. We're talking icons that were like an inch across. I mean. (laughs) Yeah. That's too funny, though. Um, Way too funny. Our last uh, mobile news, if you can call it mobile, uh, is the Microsoft Band 2. You remember Microsoft's little bracelet thing? 
You know, I thought this was interesting because I remember when it came out, and I remember nobody really cared. Yeah. It just, it never kind of, I mean, you've got so many others like Fitbit and whatnot that are just dominating the the wearable market. I, yeah. So they brought out an update. It allows you now to control music and have enhanced workout exercises and some extra tracking. Yeah, you can you can control your music and stuff. So, yay. I guess, but you know, I was I put this in the show notes more because I was surprised that the Microsoft Band is still a thing. Yeah, no, I I'm right there with you. And the thing is is like anyone who listens to the show regularly knows that I am a Microsoft fan. I like Microsoft. But the band and the band two are definitely misfires. So much yep. wasted potential. So much it could have been that it just isn't. Oh yeah, for sure. So anyway, you know, it seems like we talk about that with a lot of tech, though. Where it's like, you know, there's just I think I think companies just sell themselves so much, and then ultimately they end up disappointing everyone. Yeah, I would agree. I, and it's it's one of those funny things. Like, if you have a Microsoft Band 2, go out, get the update. You'll be very happy you did. If you don't have a Band 2, don't bother about it. Fossil will be coming out with the Q Founder soon, and, and then you'll have a real smartwatch. Which just looks awesome. Oh, it does. And I realize how mean I sound saying that. Hey, let's talk yeah, about that, something controversial. You're kind of a bully today. I am. I'm a bully. <laughs> you know who else is a bully? Donald Trump. Yeah. Hey, let's 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 go right for the throat here, shall we? We normally shy away from politics and political news on this show because it's a very polarizing subject and one that honestly we have no right to talk to you about. Everyone has their own opinions, everyone has their own politics, and everyone has the right to those. This isn't a political show. There's many podcasts out there that if you want, you know, Go out there, find it, more power to you. But we do have a couple of political headlines, and they're specifically about tech. And the first one is about Donald Trump and why he's a raging idiot. Well, and we will bring up politics. I, I think we should mention we will bring up politics once those politics and those policies start impacting the tech world. Yeah, very true. Very true. You're right. Um, so Trump has famously said other weird things in the past, like even before he was a presidential candidate, about how he uh, he called out Obama for not going back to the moon. And if he was president, we'd have a moon base up there. Remember that? That was like a couple of years ago. Yeah, he's nuts. And people had to point out, um, you can't. It's <laughs> illegal to have a moon base up there under one country's banner. Um, the treaty that everyone signed said that no sovereign country on Earth may claim land up in space. Space is for everyone. Okay, well, honest mistake, honestly. I mean, he didn't research it. He was just kind of shooting his mouth off, as he does. Well, this time he has... Well, okay, Zoner, do you have the quote ready? Because you read it to me earlier. Yeah, I do. Here, here. Um, he said, we're losing a lot of people because of the Internet, and we have to do something. We have to go see Bill Gates and a lot of different people that really understand what's happening. We have to talk to them, maybe in certain areas, closing that Internet up in some way. Somebody will say, oh, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. These are foolish people. We've got to maybe do something with the Internet because they are recruiting by the thousands. 
They are leaving our country, and then when they come back, we take them back. Oh, come on back. Where were you? Oh, I was fighting for ISIS. Oh, come on back. Enjoy yourself. First of all, his grammar, (laughs) is he 10 years old? We've got to maybe do something. (laughs) You know... Okay, so so essentially Trump wants to shut down the internet because it is being used as a recruiting tool for terrorist organizations. He apparently believes that Bill Gates has a kill switch in his basement, and he thinks that people who believe in freedom of speech are foolish. Well, so Even beyond that, the idea that you can shut down the internet to certain areas... Yeah, we know of countries that do that. We call them China. Uh, they did it in Egypt. They, I mean, they do it in places where there's not good things that happen. Yeah, uh, we usually attribute that to a dictatorship. Just saying, yes. Mr. Trump. Um, not a great precedent. But furthermore, the idea that the Internet is some physical thing that you can just turn off for a while. I... Well, I do know that the government, they were trying to give President Obama kill switch powers after the Arab Spring. He was thinking that that needed to happen. I can't remember if... I don't know if it happened, but yeah, no, I remember. You're right. But that's not what he's talking about here, because he's not talking about a kill switch. He's talking about turning it off for certain people or for certain areas. Yeah. Okay, so... He scares the ever-living crap out of me, let me just say that. Let's go from one candidate who has absolutely no grasp on how to use technology to another candidate who's using it to a surprisingly terrifying extreme. Uh, Senator Ted Cruz uh, has employed a metrics company who is using psychological profiles gleaned from Facebook user profiles. This company is actually known for this. It's an American company going through a UK firm being rehired by a a U.S. presidential candidate. I, I can't follow that. And using information gained from Facebook profiles without that user's permission, uh, probably through tests or just basically just data mining, they've been able to figure out the psychological profile of many of the Facebook uh, of Facebook subscribers. And using that, they're using it to craft messages for the campaign. All at once, that sounds absolutely evil and at the same time incredibly intelligent. I... You agree. I think it sounds very brilliant. I mean, yeah. And I, I think if if Ted Cruz is doing this, you know, other candidates are doing it as well. I would agree. I would agree that. Well, and this is a story as old as time when it comes to politics. Know your audience, right? Yep. Long ago, it was done in surveys, constant surveys, people calling everywhere. If you're a registered voter, oh my gosh, you know what I'm talking about. You got those surveys and calls left and right. Because they wanted to get an idea of what the audience wanted. But now they don't need to because everyone's been so busy posting and tweeting and Instagramming what we want that they don't even have to work for it anymore. No, they don't because we give it to them. People. I mean, I think Schmidt had the right idea here, getting off of Facebook and leaving social media behind because seriously... (laughs) You know, I've often thought that if it was not for stolen droids, I probably would not be on Facebook. I do it for my family. That's I've, that's the real reason that I do it. But, I mean, I can still stay in touch with my family. If I didn't need an account to post stuff for stolen droids, I I very likely would have 
killed my Facebook account years ago. It's also nice to be able to look up ex-girlfriends and make sure they're still fat and miserable without me. Um, but that aside, so there's the evil aspect of it, right? That he's figuring out psychological profiles on what we want to hear and is tailoring his message to it, which sounds like some next-level diabolical stuff right there, right? But at the same time, I don't think anyone can really get mad at him because this is all information that while you may not realize is being used for this, it was freely given by you. Oh, yeah, for sure. You have nobody to blame but yourself. And if you say he's he's a bad person for using it, maybe you should check your privacy settings. Yeah. I, I So it's like I don't want to sound like I'm endorsing him because I'm not, uh, nor am I coming down on him. But. If you like, like Zoner said, if he's doing it, you know others are doing it too. Yep, he's a politician. That's what they do. Maybe you're wondering why that ad popped up on YouTube just as you were looking at buying whatever it was that they're advertising because they know, they know. Unless, of course, it's a Bacardi's ad during the Sesame Street video. We've already discussed why that doesn't work. Yes. Into our favorites this week. I'm pulling from the bottom of the barrel i won't lie uh a lot happened this week i didn't find any of it particularly hilarious right up until someone randomly sent me a link to kirk slap this is a scene from star trek the next uh, the original series where kirk is slapping himself for some reason well someone put it on there um animated it and then tied it into your mouse functions so you can load up this page and use your mouse to slap james t kirk now, you can also use your mouse to slap him repeatedly. I have gotten up to 900 slaps on Kirk, back and forth, um, and I've peaked out at a maps, maximum 14 slaps per second. Ouch. <laughs> that does not sound pleasant. These are stats that are all shown right there on the screen. So you know the person who made this is a real data nut. Um Maybe that's what Ted Cruz is getting from me. I don't know anything else about this guy, but he sure likes slapping people. Uh, my favorite this week is again, like Zook, I discovered it just before we, just before we started to record. And y'all know me; I love Star Wars. I've already got tickets for two shows opening weekend, and I also love bootleg figures. And Wholesale Clearance UK posted some images of some amazing bootleg figures that they came across from Star Wars Episode 1. You've got figures such as Dennis, uh, Toby One, uh, Little Girl, who resembles Anakin, so yeah, spot on, Um, Conehead, (laughs) Queen, Glorious Star-Lord, Mace Window, R2-3PO, I mean, it's it's just brilliant. Flygon Jin is is pretty good, and these characters are or these figures are just off enough that you know they're not legitimate, but they're similar enough that it's very disturbing. Um, Padme then, oh, looks like she was slammed in the face with the ugly stick. Oh, for sure, for sure. My favorite though uh, of all the figures is is what the junk dealer. I, I like Dennis uh, personally. <laughs> Dennis is great. Everyone loves Dennis. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, it's just awesome. So I mean, you might want to check these out if you're into if you're into 
crappy bootlegs like I am, then yeah, this is for you. All right. Well, that is our episode this week. Hey, thanks for listening in. Again, we want to hear what you're thinking. Send us your feedback, feedback at StolenDroids.com, or give us a call 801-917-GEEK. Tweet us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. Join our community on Google+. We love hearing from you. And until next time, cheers. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.